0: And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. On a Monday, I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. I hope you had a terrific weekend. Hope you got to watch a little bit of the golf. Hero World Challenge in Bahamas. Love the Bahamas. One of my favorite places to go. Such a beautiful place. Beautiful people. Love watching it on TV. Tigers event, of course. At the Hero World Challenge, Victor Hovland comes back, gets the win, his fifth win in his last 50 starts. Now, it's not an official win on the PGA Tour, but we're going to call it a win here for the sake of his last 50 starts. Five wins, 11 top threes, 19 top 25s, and five and a half million earned. Victor Hovland playing some golf. Playing some golf in this podcast today. It's all things Victor Hovland. We're talking about Victor, the person, Victor the player, and some things that uh, that I think about uh, when with Victor. When I look at him, when I watch him, some things about the technique. There were a couple posts that were made about Victor Hovland's swing, suggesting the fact that you probably shouldn't copy them because only he can do them or a professional can do them and I don't think I could disagree any more than that we'll get to that a little bit later here in the podcast just me just talking Victor Hobbin you're not going to want to miss it here as I've got some really good stuff to share about the 24 year old from Norway holds off Scotty Scheffler for his fifth win Scotty Getting closer, 66-66 on the weekend. Scotty Scheffler is going to get his first win on the PGA Tour in the first quarter of next year. I have no doubt about it. It's coming. Scheffler right there, beautiful weekend. Sam Burns finished T3 along with Captain America, Patrick Reed, and Colin Morikawa falls to T5. How about that? Five-shot lead heading into Sunday. If he wins, he becomes the new number one player in the world, passing John Rahm, and you know what happens? Golf. Golf doesn't care who you are, how great you're playing, what the circumstances are. It's just hard. Golf is hard, and it humbles you just like that. And it humbled Colin Morikawa because... I didn't see that coming. Five-shot lead, the dude's playing through the roof. And he shoots 76. The highest round shot of any of the 20 players over four days. The only other guy to shoot 76 with Jordan Spieth on Sunday who was hitting from the wrong tees with Henrik Stenson. Amazing. 76. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. But the story was horrible. And it has been. Victor Hovland is is on a roll here. We'll call this his fifth win. The other four: Puerto Rico back in twenty twenty. He won Mayakoba twice, twenty twenty one, and then, of course, um or yeah, twenty twenty, and then of course this year, twenty twenty one, and then he also won the BMW International Open. So you're seeing these wins now starting to kind of line up here, um, this season. Mayakoba. Uh, is a place that he loves a field that is not overly strong, as we know. Puerto Rico, a field that is not overly strong, as we know. This field, a lot of good players there, but only 20 players. So, these wins not the most impressive wins that we would see, but they're wins nonetheless. And you can just look at Victor Hovlin and just you can see with your own eyes, this is a rising superstar. Big wins are on the horizon. When I look at Victor Hovland, here's what I see. The first thing is, is I see a very confident player. I see a confident player, not a cocky player. I don't like cocky, especially in golf. I can humble you too fast. I don't like cocky in general. There's a lot of cocky people in this world. A lot of cocky people in this industry. Cocky instructors, Cocky golfers, I don't like it. Rubs me the wrong way. I hear a lot. Well, you can be cocky as long as you can back it up. No, you can't. No, I don't like it either way. I don't care if you back it up. It's not for me. I like confident. I want my players to be confident. I want myself to be confident in what I'm doing. I don't want to feel the need to always have to be flexing. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room all the time. I don't want to feel the need to have to always be telling people, this is what I'm doing. And you just wait, here's what's coming. I don't want to be cocky. I want to be confident in what I'm doing. That's tough sometimes, right? Sometimes you can come across cocky. But for Victor, that's never the case. Victor, it's, it's never the case with him. You always feel like he's just very confident in what he's doing. And he will have a conversation with you about it. And he will have a laugh about it. He'll probably sit down and have a beer with you about it. And he will talk with you, not above you or not at you. Great tweet this morning that I read from Joy Chakravarti. I probably butchered that. I apologize. It's at the joy of golf. And Joy tweeted out, it's incredible how down to earth Twitterless Victor is. Just saw him at NASA airport. The girl behind him asked what he did. Hovland quote, I live in Oklahoma and I play a bit of golf. That's Victor Hoffman right there. And he probably then asked her what she did. I wish I could be more like that. I wish I could be more like that. Um, I played with Victor at the Arnold Palmer Invitational right after he won the U.S. Amateur, played in the Pro-Am. And it was, it was like hanging out with your college buddy that you've known forever. And just talking about anything and everything, hitting shots, laughing. He couldn't have been better with the group. And I just thought to myself, man, what a great young man, first and foremost. But secondly, did he miss a shot with his driver or his irons? I mean, he was so incredibly straight and accurate. It was mind boggling. <laughs> like This mind boggling. Never, never missed a shot, I don't think. Um, and if he did, it was. All right, a little bit over here, maybe 25 feet instead of 17 feet. It it was a great experience to sit and watch with them. And I'm not not, um, surprised at all when I read this tweet from Joy that I'm sure Victor just sat there and had a conversation with this lady. It reminds me of Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer was a lot like that. I remember when he won the players here years back. He was in the airport in Jacksonville, and he was just kind of sitting there, on the ground with his arms over his knees, texting, hanging out. And people are like, Hey, aren't you Martin Kimer?" He's like, yeah, how you doing? You know, I was like, didn't you just win the players championship? Yeah. Hey, yeah, it was fun. It was a great tournament. You know, like he's talking about the member member that he just played. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he got on the plane and sat in like 33 B middle seat. I mean, I like that. I like that. Martin Kimer's confident. Victor Hovland's confident. They're not cocky. They're not flexing all the time. They're not talking at you, above you, rolling their eyes I like that. Second thing with Victor is he knows how to win. Victor Hovland knows how to win. There's a lot to say about that, right? He's a great player and he knows how to win. Like situational golf. Victor Hovland is exceptionally good. He was a good young junior player at Norway that won tournaments. He taught himself the English language by watching movies that were in English. Think about that. He taught himself the English language watching movies. That doesn't even comprehend in my brain. Like, I can't even, that, I don't even understand that. I can imagine watching the golf swing on YouTube and teaching myself to some degree the golf swing. Yeah, I can, I can go there, but a language. My goodness. Victor Hovland uh, is a smart dude. Also add that to the list, but he knows how to win. He comes over to the United States. He goes to Oklahoma state. He's a two time all American. He wins at the college level. He becomes a number one amateur in the world, wins the U S amateur. He turns pro We've talked about he's got five wins now. Now, they're not the best wins in the win, but they're wins. He knows how to put himself in the situation, and then when he gets in that situation, he'll go capture it. And there's no doubt in my mind that there's more wins ahead, and they're going to be bigger wins. They're going to be wins perhaps like the Players' Championship, like the Arnold Palmer Invitational, where the field is deeper with more guys there. It's coming. There's no question in my mind, but he knows how to win. He has that win equity. There's a lot of guys who have great games, but when they get into those big moments, they shrink. They don't know how to win. Cameron Tringali has never won. He's a very good player. There's others that haven't won, maybe with only one win or two wins. And I know winning's hard. I get that. It's hard on the PGA Tour, but there there are guys that have that that talent of situational golf, and they know how to win and put you away. And those wins add up and it becomes 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 wins versus say zero, one, or 2. And that's where Victor Hovland in. He's like JT to me. He's a better driver of the ball than JT. Iron games, tough to give the edge one way or the other. JT's got a much better short game, but Victor's probably a better putter right now but they both have that putter that is a bit streakyish with the high ceiling, which I like. Victor will go plus 5.5 putting, plus six. And when he does that, and as good a ball striker he is, situationally, he can go out and he can win tournaments. I like that in a player. I can look past the deficiencies of the short game that he has. We'll talk about here momentarily. But- he knows how to get it done when the game is there and he's making the putts to not fade away from the moment. And he did it again at the Bahamas. The other thing with Victor Hovland that strikes me is he's getting better. I think Victor Hovland is getting better. I do think the putter is smoothing out a little bit from a consistency standpoint. The gap isn't quite as big with the high ceiling. I also think he's getting a little bit longer off the tee. And I think that, is a huge point because Victor Hovland hits the ball so straight. You can find Victor's golf ball in the fog. You could be playing in the thickest fog in the world, okay? And you're playing a golf course that you know, and off the tee, Victor would hit his driver. No one will see it, and you'll go up and you'll find it. And you can play the entire round of golf in the fog with Victor and he would never lose a ball. That's how straight he hits it. It's crazy. I watched it. API. Now you're going to give me another seven, eight, nine, ten 10 yards. Victor looks big to me. He looks stronger. He's ripping it. Get me up into that 308, 309 to 312 range off the tee as straight as he hits it. As good as his iron game is with the high ceiling with the putter that he has. Yeah. Sign me up. So he's getting better. Now, the short game, statistically, we've seen signs, but it still needs to get better, right? We we've got to see the growth in the short game for Victor. If he wants to go to the top tier in the elite players like John Rom. Like Rory when he was up there, like JT, like Spieth when he was up there. You've got to have that short game. When you look at his finishes at the major championships, now a a, a small sample size, albeit Masters T21, PGA T30, US Open T13, Open Championship T12. So he's yet to break in the top 10 in the majors. I think he's played in the players once and he missed the cut. I think he had a second at one of the WGCs. So that's the next level. You start getting in these big events, you need the short game more. Can Victor improve it? I think he can. I think he is moving in the right direction with his technique that we've talked about with Jeff Smith. And I want to take this time now to transition into the technique of Victor Hovland, starting with the swing. So last night I posted a video of Victor Hovland hitting a hybrid from face on. And like every video I post, you know, it gets a lot of feedback. This particular one got a repost from someone. and I'm not going to mention his name that felt the need to kind of repost this and really soapbox about how Victor swing could really be very bad for the amateur golfer, like to the point that you should not look at this swing and try to do anything that he does. And I could not disagree anymore. So this person shares my video. And of course, he sets up his comments with Victor Hovland. Of course, he's an unbelievable talent and has massive things ahead of him. But there is a danger in trying to copy how he swings it. Oftentimes in instruction, we look at the latest winner or world number one on how we should swing it, he continues. But I would argue that these moves are unique to Vic. These moves are unique to Vic. Now, what's unique to Vic? Like when you look at Victor Hovland's swing, what stands out as something that to the amateur eye, like, oh, yeah, I can see his clubface face. Is a little bit on the close side, and his lead wrist is flexed. Okay, is that unique? I don't think that's unique at all. I mean, I see that with DJ. I see that with Brooks. I see that with Xander. I see that with Spieth. Go on and on. How many club faces that are a little closed with a flexed lead wrist? It's not unique at all. In fact, I would say that predominantly in social media, that is what's being taught. <laughs> You know, I mean, that is what's being taught. So if it's so bad and we shouldn't be looking at it, then why is it predominantly what you're reading and watching in social media in most instruction magazines? Now, I agree, it's not the only way to swing it. And it's not the same recipe for every player. But let's pop the brakes here a little bit. For most of you who are listening right now, okay? And I've been doing this for 22 years. For most of you that are listening right now, and I feel very confident saying this, if I watch every one of you swing, okay, I would say that over half of you, I would probably from a development standpoint, need to get the face a little bit more shut and flex the lead wrist, okay, more than half of you. Let's continue on. You would argue that these moves are unique to Vic. He is perhaps the only human on earth who could match up this action the way he does. If the average golfer was to try this move, they would likely miss the ball. Okay, so Victor's move, we've talked about the face and the flex lead wrist. I mean, what else does he do to the top of the swing? Well, he's got a change of knee flex. That's predominantly taught. I'm teaching that all the time. I'm teaching people to lengthen out that right leg all the time. Lose a little flexion. Let the left knee come across. Don't resist as much. We get older. We're resisting. We lose thoracic mobility. We start staying down. We can't load up. We have no potential energy. Teaching that all the time. Change of knee flex. Now, Victor moves a little off the ball. And for some, like that is this absolute fingernails on the chalkboard. Like, don't move off the ball <laughs> why not you know his upper center you if you watch him in this swing it kind of moves up and maybe just ever so gently to his right his upper center kind of drifts a little bit now he's not a center so what So he's got a recenter coming down a little bit and then he turns and hit it hits it i think for most amateurs this elongation up and maybe a little bit off i mean we're not talking like a ton here yeah you can overdo that and get this upper body sway to the right but a little bit so what tiger did it a lot of players have done it. so i just like i don't understand like this okay change in knee flex this elongation up this little load a little move off the ball so what It's what predominantly is being taught for crying out loud. Now, not maybe not this up, this, this slight, you know, move off the ball with the upper center, but again, it's, it is minute. I continue on here. This person says Victor has spent two and a half decades swinging it like this and knows how to make it work. The average girl or guy trying to gain a few yards or drop their handicap over the years would be well advised to avoid Copying the anomalies in elite golf. I couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree more. Now, am I trying to get you to swing it like Victor Hovland completely? Do I think my expectation level is that you're going to swing like Victor Hovland? No. Do I think you're going to swing it exactly like Dustin Johnson and that you're physically capable of doing that? No. Brooks Koepka? No. Justin Thomas, no, I don't. But I think we can use examples and we can use them as examples of certain things that would apply to the quote, as he mentions, average guy and girl in golf. I couldn't disagree more. Half of you listening to this right now, I would probably have to get the face a little bit more shut. I would have to probably get the lead wrist a bit more flexed. I would probably have to get you to have a bit of a change in knee flex so you could load up more into the trail side. I would probably have to get the shaft to shallow just a little bit and transition and lay down so you could rotate better and get the club to exit just a bit more to the left. Now, is it going to look exactly like Victor Hobbit and you're going to hit a 309 yards? Of course not. But let's pump the brakes. God. Anyway, that's my beef with Victor Hovland. I love Victor Hovland's swing. I think we should be looking at it and trying to take bits and pieces from it as examples to so many of you. Does it apply to all of you? No, it doesn't. But you know what's the, but, but the, the biggest thing here is that the reality of instruction in today's world in this industry and this person who posts this living in this industry is this. It's being taught this. Victor Hovland is the poster child of it. That's the crazy part. I love a swing. Flex lead wrist. Hey, you got extension in your lead wrist. It's okay at the top, but you better get some coming down. I've had a lot more success trying to get a bit more of a neutral grip and put some flexion and lead risk going back, going back like Victor to prepare the face, which makes it easier coming down. I've had a lot more success getting people to have a little bit more of that change in knee flex so they can kind of get this little upward move off the ball. So then they can sit it back down and rotate. I've taught that to 15 handicaps for years and they love it. 15 handicaps, flexing the lead wrist, preparing the club face earlier, laying the shaft down in transition for years, and they love it, and they progress, and you know what's crazy about all of this when you start doing this? The impact interval and how they rotate and open up becomes more instinctive, more subconscious, and now they're developing because they've got things prepared. They've got potential energy. They've got things to work with. So to me, Victor Hoblin is the poster child. And that's my thoughts on Victor Hoblin's swing. Now, his short game. Damn it, Vic. Let's get on the podcast in December, and let's talk about this short game. Let's talk about what you're doing, because I like the direction. And I want to install confidence in you now to put it in play. Jeff Smith had, Jeff Smith is a terrific teacher. Um, Really, you know, very versed in a lot of different things. I think his strength is in the technical side of things. I think he's really done some good things with Jeff Smith. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. We talked about those changes in the short game and they are big. See, in the short game, and let's talk about this now. In the short game, what you don't want is you don't want a lot of shaffling, generally speaking. And when you have a player who has a flexed lead wrist and the face a little on the shut side, that can be a bit problematic because in short game, that can have too much shaffling. And when you have a lot of shaffling, you have to be more precise, right? That leading edge gets on the ground, so you've got to really get the ball clean you got to find different ways to add loft. Um, Dustin Johnson is another one of those players who you'll see the face much more opened up, a conservative shaft angle at address to try to get some loft on the face. The other direction is, is you just take the technique and you change how the lead wrist works. So for Victor, what he's trying to do right now is he's trying, yes, he gets the face a bit more open at address, but he's trying to get a little kind of lead wrist lead form rotation going back so the toe is pointing more up to the sky instead of the toe down and with that toe rotating more up that lead wrist takes on a little more extension and with that little extension in the lead wrist now that club head can come down there's not as much shaft lean you get the bounce on the ground the club head can pass and he can turn and he can go with it one of the things that i like about victor When you look at his full swing, even though he has all that flexion in the lead wrist, when he does come down and kind of recenter and rotate, he stays right there on top of it. He doesn't back up. And, And oftentimes you'll see players, they'll kind of get a little backup move in the spine to the right to kind of help accommodate to some degree, maybe all the shaffling, but he kind of stays right down on top of it. And he thumps it now. I mean, he's, he thumps it, compresses it down um so this little this move with the spine i'm okay with because he's used to kind of staying on top of it and when you teach this player to sh- when you teach this short game to a player who is used to having the shaft lane it's easy for them to maybe back up a little bit because that's how they try to manufacture some loft and when you do that then it's like i mean you're 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 chasing cars you are chasing cars so he's used to kind of staying on top of it more with the spine, which is good because he needs to with this rotation, with this club head coming in, using the bounce, you you got to be more on top of it. I just reshot my stroke scan short game um, training program that'll come out. And we've just started with the pre-signups as part of the membership package. And it's a really good program. I'm proud of it. And I talk a lot about how this this spine tilt from right bend and then, or back to neutral where your shoulders feel more level at impact. Um, You know, that's something that needs to happen as you go from full swing to short game to help support the different types of shots of utilizing the bounce where the lead wrist has a bit more extension in it. And that's what you're seeing with Victor. He's, he's right there on top of it. He's rotated the face. He's using the bounce. He's getting more comfortable throwing the ball up in the air as he did on the last hole, by the way, the 72nd hole. I think he I think he really liked that shot I think he just hit a little too hard, but that's the kind of shot what you saw there in the seventy second hole that's the shot that he needs to get very good at, and he needs to get very good at it off of every type of lie and if he does look out if he does look out because that's all that's missing if he becomes in the top half of the short game and it's literally i i feel honestly it is literally just getting better at that shot right there that medium trajectory shot off of every lie utilizing the bounce throwing it up in the air from the collection areas and getting the ball up and down from there The guy already holds out a ton. I saw the stat on Golf Channel last night. Brandel was talking about it. I mean, he holds out a tremendous amount of times. Now he just got to get more consistent with the technique and get the ball more up and down. Some really nice bunker shots he hit. I think he's got to feel very encouraged with that. I think it's, it's, it's coming, folks. I feel I like the direction. I love the technique, unlike this post. I love the technique. I love what he's doing with the short game. Again, building a player for today's game on the PGA tour, I'll sacrifice short game. Give me a, give me distance. Give me a great ball striker. Give me a high ceiling with putting. I'll sacrifice some short game. To me, he's perfectly built. Now we just got to clean up that short game with this tech or the, that one shot with this technique and not be, you know, at the bottom and he can start competing for major championships. All right. That's that. Hope you enjoyed it on a Monday. Good stuff. Let's go. It's December. It's the holidays. My new Travis Fulton Golf membership is live. Go check it out. TravisFultonGolf.com backslash membership. There's a blue. There's a green. All new training programs coming. Free weekly bets and picks every PGA Tour event. Stripesville podcast exclusives are coming. I can't wait to share these deeper conversations with players and coaches starting in January. All kinds of other instructional videos will be posted to support the podcasts and the training programs and discounts to online lessons, giveaways, you name it. It is going to be the most unique membership that's out there in golf. Go check it out. Become a member today. I'm here to help you. If you like me, you like my style, you like where we're going leave us a ranking, a comment on the podcast and go become a member. We'll be back tomorrow. Stripe show podcast on a Tuesday. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at encore golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter weighted balls made with the high density particles and proprietary nano transitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy.